Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Thank y'all for that beautiful song. All of my life, that's how long we want to serve the Lord. He gave his life for us, and we're so appreciative of that. And whatever we need, he's aware of it. And whatever this church needs, he's aware of that also. But we want to thank you for praying for Carolyn this past week. She had surgery on her hip. They had to put five screws in there. And when they went to take the ball off of the rod that was in her leg, the rod was already loose. And so they just pulled the whole thing out and put a new one in and glued it in. But uh, uh, she needs your prayers. And we appreciate you praying. God is good, he's faithful, and we expect her to be up running around before long, but uh, she will have to be on or in that wheelchair for four to six weeks, so keep praying for her, but we appreciate everything that y'all have done, the prayers, the cards, the food that you've sent. We appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. We love you, and we thank you for loving us, but God is good, and we want to bring a message this morning. It's just a simple message and has simple thoughts, but it's what we need today, I believe, in this nation. And as you read the first chapter of John, you see on several occasions when Jesus walked by. Do you remember that time in your life when Jesus walked by? John 1, 35 to 49, we want to read this morning. And if you will, would you please stand as we read this scripture? Beginning in verse 35. Again, the next day, John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is be interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethadia, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law, and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. 
Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Christ, or the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Thank you, our Father, for your great love and for these words that we've read this morning. Father, help them to sink into our heart, our minds, our very soul, and help us to realize just who Jesus is. But he gave a simple invitation, come and see. What an invitation. That's what we ought to be doing today, come and see Jesus. Lord, you're coming one day, and help us to be faithful to you, to your word, to your work, until that day. And we'll praise you and thank you. Now bless those that cannot be here, those that might be on the radio, wherever they may be. We pray your blessings upon them. Touch them in a very special way this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you and be seated. Go back in time and remember when Jesus walked by in your life. Can you remember that? Do you know what happened? I remember that very plainly. But you know, it wasn't Jesus that walked by. It was the Holy Spirit. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. They all three agree in one. And so, as you think about that, what took place when you first recognized Jesus was speaking to you, talking to you, giving you an invitation, come and see? What kind of thoughts went through your mind? Well, maybe they were thoughts of being lost. You know when you're lost. The Holy Spirit keeps beckoning you to come to him. Or come to Jesus. And you know when you're lost. You may not recognize it. You may not want to do anything about it. But you know when you were lost. Maybe it was a problem you were facing in your life. And it was a continual problem. It just wouldn't go away. Maybe thoughts of getting even with someone who had wronged you in some way. You ever had that? I told you about the experience I had. It couldn't get out of my mind until I prayed and asked the Lord to help me. Maybe thoughts of how blessed you have been by the Lord. And we could all stay there for a long time, couldn't we? We've all been blessed. And the blessing of salvation is something more than anything else in the world that we can have down here. Salvation. From Jesus Christ. Maybe those thoughts came from the Lord when you understood that this is the way I want you to walk. I want you to walk in it. Is that not what the God said in the Old Testament? This is the way I want you to walk. And as we look at our scripture this morning, and as we see John the Baptist preaching down by the Jordan River, People were coming to him by the droves, out of the cities. Even the Pharisees began to come and listen to John. 
But John had just a simple testimony, a simple sermon. And we read that in this scripture. Behold the Lamb of God. You know, that ought to be our sermon today. That ought to be what we preach today. Behold the Lamb of God. I don't care your background. I don't care where you think you're going. Our sermon ought to be whenever we're standing to preach, whenever we're given a testimony, behold the Lamb of God. He is the one that can take care of our problems. He is the one that can help us in every way. Behold the Lamb of God. And that's what John was preaching down by the riverside. Of course, we see John the preacher. The one crying in the wilderness. Look at verse 23. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Just a simple message from a simple little preacher that God had called to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ with a simple message. Come see Jesus. We see also his attitude. Look at verse 36. And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, the, Behold the Lamb of God. How many folks have you said or invited to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? I want to introduce you just simply to the Lamb of God. That's what John was preaching. That's what John was saying. The one crying in the wilderness, make way or make straight the way of the Lord. But we see his attitude. Verse 36. Looking upon Jesus. Do we have anyone else to preach? Do we have anyone else to teach? Do we have anyone else to really brag about other than Jesus Christ? There's a lot of famous preachers, a lot of famous teachers, a lot of famous people in our churches. But Jesus Christ ought to be in the forefront of everything that we say and do, every word that we preach, every song that we sing. It ought to be and have Jesus as the forefront in our message. But we see his subject, verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God. They were expecting someone to come. John came on the scene and they began to ask, Are you the Messiah? Are you the one that is to come? No, I'm just an old country preacher in the wilderness preaching about the one who is to come. But John's subject was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But we also see his manner in verse 30. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me. Yes, John knew who he was, but he also knew who Jesus was. And as we look at ourselves today, I want you to understand who you are. And if you are saved, you are a child of God. In a sense, you are a preacher or a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And our subject must be Jesus Christ. 
because he is the one that can save sinners. John preached in a manner that was earnest. He stood, no doubt with his shoulders back, no doubt, no doubt with that confidence about him that the Lord Jesus Christ had given him, putting his very soul into the message, into the words that he was going to speak. And that message was practical. Verse 29, again. Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. A practical message. Thank God for those men who are learned, who have their uh, doctor's degree, and they know where they're going. But folks, the message today that the world needs today is just a simple message. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We need to get back to that, I think. Back to that little simple message. And be like John was as we meet people. Behold the Lamb of God. Let me introduce you to the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, coming King, and also the coming Judge. Let me introduce you to Him. Yes, that message was Practical, behold, see him now, see the Lord of the Bible, the Savior of all men who has come to us. You remember the day that you were saved? What was the message? I bet it was just simple. Yeah, the preacher could have preached a long message and he could have had a bunch of points, but the simple message that you heard, come and see Jesus. Come and see the Lamb of God. Come and hear the message that he has for each of us today. Just simply, come and see. John's message was a short message, even though... Probably he had longer messages. But this message that he had when Jesus came to him there in that desert place was just a short, simple message. Come and see Jesus. But it was a word spoken in season. Sometimes we want to put our foot in our mouth and say stuff we don't need to say. But John's message was just a simple sermon, spoken in season, come and see Jesus. Did you know that message was powerful? Because it had the Holy Spirit behind it. Because it was touching hearts. Now you read on down through the scriptures. And we're going to tell you a couple here in just a few minutes. But it was a message that was full of power. And it was a message that was fruitful. Look at verse 37. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. They followed Jesus. When John, after preaching... Dressed in his camel outfit, 
leather girdle. Behold the Lamb of God. These two boys became interested. And the Bible says later on, they went with Jesus. They stayed with him all day. Because Jesus was a man who taught like they had never heard before. He had a message from God the Father. They had never heard it preached like that before. Yes, it was fruitful. They followed Jesus. And folks, I believe with all of my heart today we need more people who are going to follow Jesus and preach that simple message and let the Holy Spirit do the work from then on. Yes, it was just a simple testimony, a simple message, but oh, what power it had in that message. It was a simple testimony, but it was an act of faith. Look at verse 37. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Yes, these two had followed John, but, but now, who were they turning to? Master, Jesus. I hate to even mention, but I believe in our churches today we have those that want to follow the preacher. Let me give you a warning. Don't follow me. I'll try my best to preach the word of God. You follow Jesus. Follow the Holy Spirit. I don't want to lift myself up. I'm not worth anything other than what the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit has given me. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They heard and they followed. There was something different about this man called Jesus. There was something different about this message that he was preaching. And when he gave the invitation, come and see. Master, where are you dwelling today? The Bible says they went and they stayed with him all day. Wouldn't you like to have been there? Wouldn't you have liked to have heard what Jesus was telling these two boys? Well, you know, they followed and they obeyed. They were fruitful. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon. You know the story of Simon. The know-it-all, Simon. The one that wants to do it all, Simon. But you know, later on in Simon's life, we, we know him by Peter. When he finally let Jesus and the Holy Spirit control his life, what a change it made in Peter. And the sermons he brought, first book of Acts, 
when he began to preach several sermons in the book of Acts, many came to know the Lord Jesus Christ because Peter's heart and life and attitude was changed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, they heard and they followed, they obeyed. John's desire should be the desire of every witness of the, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But sometimes it's going to be a high price to pay. You follow the Lord, you're going to get ridiculed. You might even be asked to leave. You might even be asked to keep quiet. Sometimes it's going to be a high price to pay. But did that bother John? The baptizer? Absolutely not. He even went before Herod. It's wrong what you're doing. How many of us have the courage to do that? For John was beheaded for what he stood for. Stood for the cause of Jesus Christ. He did not back down. An act of faith. And God honored that faith. What was John's desire? Well, he must increase and I must decrease. That's my prayer today, and I hope that's the prayer of the church. Lord, you increase. Whatever you want to do, you increase. But help us to decrease and follow you. And I believe with all of my heart, if we'll pray that prayer and do and be faithful to that prayer, God will build this church like you've never seen it before. I believe that with all of my heart. God's not through. God never gets through. But one day it's going to be too late. There's going to be a day of rapture. And then there's going to be a day of judgment. And I pity those that's going to stand at that white throne judgment. Their day of coming will be over. For the message that Jesus preached was simple. Come and see. Oh, John preached not himself, but Christ the Lamb of God, and our faith will be evidenced by our following. You know, Jesus had an agenda to follow. And I believe with all of my heart as Christians today, we have an agenda from the Lord Jesus Christ to follow. You know, we can't do it by ourselves. John stood, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit came to him before he was born and stayed with him. But the Holy Spirit comes to us when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. He comes and lives in right here. He gives us strength. He gives us hope. He gives us wisdom. He gives us everything that we need to stand and preach that message. 
He must increase, but I must decrease. That message, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Oh, Jesus went walking by that day. Andrew and John became intrigued by what they heard. But you know, the Holy Spirit comes walking by every day where we are. I wonder if we are just as intrigued as they were. I wonder if we get just as excited about following the Lord as they were. I wonder if we're willing to give everything that we have as John did, as those apostles did, as that early church did. Are we willing to give? Yes, it's by an act of faith that they heard, that they saw, and that they walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. But we also see a heart-searching question, verse 38. When Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? Jesus will test the motives of those who follow him before he commits himself to them. I believe that with all of my heart. You may not. But are we 100% for the Lord Jesus Christ? What's your motives? Why do you come to church? Why do you sing those songs? Why do you teach those Sunday school lessons? Why do you preach those sermons? Jesus is simply asking, what are you seeking? Is it honor or preference? I hope nobody's like that today here in the congregation or even listening. I hope there's no pastors in the pulpit who are seeking honor or preference, but they're simply preaching the word of God. Maybe it might be earthly gifts or riches that you're seeking. Well, if I just turn to Jesus, maybe he's going to Turn things around for me. Many of those that followed the Lord died with nothing, but they were happy. They knew where they were going. Those early Christians, oh, many of them died martyrs. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. Maybe it's special healing that you're asking for. Nothing wrong with that. Well, if I come to Jesus, he's going to heal me. Maybe he may, he might, and he might not. Or is it Jesus you seek? What are you seeking today in Jesus? What really comes out of your heart? What comes out of your mind, out of your soul, when you come to Jesus? Is it Jesus 
that you're really seeking. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the, me, but to the Father but by me. In following me, you are seeking the way of God. Jesus said, my ways are not your ways. You know, that hits every one of us. But I'm so grateful that there are those who might have had that other way that got in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. The way of God. But we also see in following me, are you seeking the truth of God? Jesus said, my word is truth. His word is truth. And I hope that when we stand to preach or stand to teach or stand to sing a song or even play a song on these instruments, that it will be the truth of God. Because it's the truth of God that's going to change a lost soul. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. My word is truth, the Bible says. But we also see in following me, are you seeking the life of God? This is a life like no other. Many of people have done many things. They have gone many places. They have made a lot of money. But the life of God is the best and the most precious of anything that you'll ever seek after. The life of God. But in that verse 38, again, Jesus turned and saw them following, saith unto them, What are you seeking? What are you seeking today? What kind of life do you want to have with the Lord Jesus Christ? How are you going to find that? What methods are you going to use? But what are you seeking today? I hope with all of my heart that it's the way, the truth, and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other that's going to last through all eternity other than the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. But yes, just as there was a heart-searching question back then, as Jesus spoke to those two men who would become apostles, what are you seeking? And the question remains today, what are you seeking? From the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks. 
There is no better life than a life spent with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care who you know, but there is no better life than the life spent with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can't wait to see him. One day I will because of the promise and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to see him. Oh, I won't stand there without some things I wished I'd have never done. Words I'd never said. But you know, we have a loving Savior who says, I forgive. We have a Savior who's full of love. And you know, his arms are always outstretched, ready for anybody to come and get a big old hug. He's ready. But are you? You folks out there listening today on the radio, are you ready to come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you ready to receive that big old hug from the Father, from the Son, from the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to walk with him every day, no matter what? John, you shouldn't have preached those few little words. What you did is wrong. Herod didn't like it. But you know, John stood strong. He stood faithful. And that's what I'm asking you to do today. Stay strong and stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. The rewards are out of this world. You think about that. Well, preacher, how do I do that? First of all, you've got to be saved. You've got to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You must admit that you're a lost sinner. Then you must confess. One of the hardest things for anybody to do is confess. But you must confess to the Lord that you are a sinner. And then you must ask him to forgive, to cleanse you, to save you, and to become your Lord. Simple, isn't it? But you wonder why is it so hard for so many people to do that. But that's what we must do. And I'm just simply giving you an invitation today as we get ready for our hymn. Just come to Jesus. He knows what's going on in your life. But he's waiting for you to admit that you're a lost sinner. Or maybe that you have strayed away and you're not serving like you ought to. But he's there. With open ears 
waiting for anyone to come with confession. And Jesus said, I'll answer. I'll answer. Yes, he will, because he loves you. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to hearts. Now, Lord, for the decisions that need to be made, we pray that you would just urge them through the Holy Spirit to make that decision for you. We appreciate everything that you've done. And may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.